Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Gigi Garner will join us in our second hour. Gigi Garner, daughter of James Garner. Gigi also runs the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund, a nonprofit organization that helps raise needed funds to support the efforts of animal rescue organizations. Gigi started the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund to honor the memory of her father and to extend his legacy. We'll talk about the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund as well as some of Jim's other famous movie and TV roles when Gigi Garner joins us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. Also joining us in our second hour will be our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, TV historian and the host of Steve Beverly's TV Classics, a weekly TCM-like festival of classic TV shows from the 50s and 60s that streams every week. We will tell you where you can find Steve Beverly's TV Classics as well as what's on tap in the weeks and months ahead when Steve Beverly joins us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, we'll begin this hour by welcoming Emmy-nominated writer, producer, and author Ted Bergman. That's Bergman with one N, and we'll get to that Uh, In just a second. Ted spent 40 years writing and producing comedy and variety shows for television and lived to tell about it, including the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, All in the Family, Hollywood Squares, Jonathan Winter Show, What's Happening, Give Me a Break, The Munsters, and Sanford and Son. He also wrote and developed a number of pilots that never quite got off the ground, more often than not, for reasons that were well beyond Ted's control, including a particularly painful experience involving a pilot for Flip Wilson that in many ways illustrates the various politics in network television that could take a really good idea, a really promising idea, and turn it into mush. Yet for all of the highs and lows and in-betweens that comprise Ted's personal story arc, one thing remains constant. In an industry where integrity can often seem disposable, Ted spoke his mind and maintained his integrity, even when it cost him. He also had the wherewithal to walk away from network television three times in his life, all for the right reasons, including taking a year off from his job as producer, give me a break, to help raise his newborn daughter. All of these stories and more or told in a very entertaining book, which we'll tell you more about in just a second. First, we began our conversation by telling Ted, this is me thinking. To me, describing yourself as a rogue comedy writer is somewhat misleading because a rogue, to me, a rogue, they throw out all playbooks. They throw out all rule books. They do things their own way. And while you did set your own path and follow your own way, more often than not, in your experience in network television, you tried to go along, play the game, bide your tongue when, when it had to, which to me a totally rogue person wouldn't do. I would totally disagree with <laughs> your assessment of that. Uh, frankly, I do feel that if I had gone along more with the powers that be, so to speak, I probably could have had... Uh, a longer-lasting career and made a lot more money. For instance, Full House is the perfect example of that. We struggled a lot to get there. We were lucky to get there in in, in a certain way uh, because of Jeff Franklin and my previous contact with him and his appreciation of me helping him out. 
that being said, we just looked at ourselves and realized we were starting to smoke again. <laughs> I had quit smoking and I started to smoke again. I don't think it was in the book, or maybe it was, on the way home one night at 3 o'clock in the morning, I was looking for an open liquor store, and I'm not a drinker. So we knew it was time. Um, the show lasted for what? I think eight or ten years and had a reboot. There were people on there, some friends of mine, uh, that hung on and, and, and spent the residual department fortune. But, okay, there's that in response to the use of the word road and the use of the word confessions. You're taught when you write a book with use keywords, especially if it goes on Amazon. And I thought I was looking for a title that had something to do with the way I feel and the way I approached my career. And at the same time, buzzwords that would rouse some curiosity. So I don't necessarily entirely disagree with you. Well, in answering your question, you give our listeners a good example of this, of who you are as a person and the type of voice and the type of honesty and the type of candor that comes across throughout the pages of Confessions of a Rogue TV writer. Yeah, look, we all have moments in our lives where we look back and say, okay, if I had taken path A versus path B, would, would I have made more money? Would I have been more? Would I have been more successful, or would I even be happier than I am right now? I mean, the, all that aside, you come across as. Let's put it this way: I expected a lot more anger in this book. You, okay. You, you, you mean yes? There are regrets. We all have regrets, but you don't seem to have a lot of regrets. You, you carved your path and you did it your way, and you look forward. Well, I don't know whether I made it up or not, and I don't even know if it's necessarily cogent, but a couple of times I used the line in the book, if you don't have regrets, you're not trying hard. And um, no, I'm not angry because I have the blessing of 2020 hindsight mm -hmm. um, and the fact that I think I can look in the mirror and say I gave it my best shot. Yeah. Uh, I made mistakes, but at the same time, I feel very, very, very lucky. Market this book on Facebook and other social media, as you well know. And I've had people respond to me by saying, oh, my God, you're so lucky. You What a fantastic career and whatever. And they have no clue. They have no clue that we're just people. You know, um, I have good friends. One is a criminal defense attorney and... and uh, the other one teaches, works with college-age girls and working here. And these guys came uh, overcame alcoholism. You know, I mean, they were drinking. I knew them in high school, and they really one of them lost a child. So I don't consider uh, my life so wonderful. I guess I, I was in the right place at the right number of times. Um, and I get questions all the time from young people, how do you break in the business and everything else? And there's a part in the book where I talk about that. And um, there is, I used to say, there's no college you can do. thing that'll teach you how to be a comedy writer. That's not 100% true anymore. Now you have the internet, you mm -hmm. have so many different 
I mean, I had, when I started out in the mid-60s, if I wanted to join a group, I, I mean, we met once or twice a week. There were uh, classes at UCLA in comedy writing and so on. There was no such thing as what we're doing right now. So how did we get here? We're, New York we're, West. Well, we're talking about regrets and how if you're a wise person, if you're a person who grows in, in your life, which is the point of life, is to grow. Not, it's, it's to grow wiser, not just grow physically older. Everybody has regrets. It's, it's whether we let the rest of our lives be defined by those regrets is what makes the difference. You've not done that. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the highs and the lows and everything in between, but for the most part, you feel very grateful that you had the experience and, and the success in television that you did enjoy. Yeah, there's a quote that, and I want a bit too pontific here, um, but there's a quote that I always used to have on my little to-do list in on my computer, my what to do for that day, whatever, and mm -hmm. I'm going to paraphrase. In essence, it's persistence. Yeah. Success is concerned. You just have to away. And I'm still doing it, you know? It's in my, for lack of a better word, DNA. It's, it's That's who I am. I'm living in a vacation land. People pay a lot of money to come here, et cetera, et cetera. I'm surrounded by beaches and everything else. Yet, and I'm not, I'm not trying to raise my flag. It's just the way I am. I couldn't exist without at least three or four hours on computer toying around with ideas for this and that. Not television anymore, yeah. but just creating stuff. That's what I like to do. Ted Bergman is with us via Zoom. Ted Bergman, the youngest staff writer for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, the show for which he received an Emmy nomination. Uh, Ted also writer and producer of such popular shows as All in the Family, Hollywood Squares, The Jonathan Winters Show, What's Happening, Give Me a Break, The Munsters, and Sanford and Son, Ted's memoir, Confessions of a Rogue TV Comedy Writer, 40 Years of Fame, Fear, and Combat Inside the Writer's Room. Not only is the story of Ted's life and career in network television, but captures the highs, lows, and various in-betweens experienced by just about every other professional writer, regardless of what industry they write for. Confessions of a Rogue TV comedy writer is available in softcover and as an ebook through Amazon and other online retailers. You can follow Ted Bergman on Facebook. Uh, Ted spells his last name with one N. That's sort of a running joke in... Confessions of a Rogue TV comedy writer. Sometimes you are mistaken for the other Ted Bergman, the guy who produced Three's Company. Yes, that's very true. And most of the time, uh, to my advantage, he and I knew each other because we worked on the same floor. He at one end working on Three's Company and me on the other end. At that time, uh, I was working on the sequel to called Sanford, the mm -hmm. short-lived sequel. And uh, uh, you could always tell the difference between Ted and I uh, because he drove a Rolls Royce and I a Beetle convertible. <laughs> he was really a classic, real sweetheart and very. Um, but uh, yes, we. I am DB. We share a site. 
And uh, although I have respect for Three's Company and anybody that goes through putting together a series like that, I always was a little bit when people would think that I wrote for it because I didn't much in the show. Right. But that's... Well, look, there's a story in Confessions of a Rogue TV comedy writer where you talk about your time when you you left Los Angeles after about 30 years. You moved up to Northern California and uh, you worked as a tour guide and you would regale you know, people with your stories as you took them from point A to point B. And in the book, there are a couple of times where when people ask you what your last name is, they immediately thought you were the other Ted Bergman, and when they would regale about Three's Company, you would just kind of smile and take it. So there are times that you would take that misidentification. Sometimes you take that and use it to your advantage. Yeah, sure. And a lot of times you just let people go ahead with the impression because they're having a good time with it. And it's not necessarily dishonest. You're not taking their money. Yeah. If they think that, if you know, if somebody said to me during a wine tour, which is where I was a tour guide with wineries in Napa, Sonoma, wine country. If someone said to me, oh, I love Three's Company. Oh, it's so, so funny. What Suzanne Summers like? Well, sometimes, depending on the people, I would say, well, you know, you know, and I would tell them no. And sometimes I, I would say, yeah, you know, it just depended on the situation. The bottom, I hate the word. Uh, phrase bottom line but the idea is just to make people happy if they're happy with it and it causes no harm i'll let it i'll let it slide the the other another reason why i really like your book ted is and this speaks to something that we return to a lot on tv confidential a lot which is the difference between television writers when you started off in the industry and television writers today not to generalize, but more often than not, television writers today, they tend to write about growing up in Los Angeles and they tend to write about television. That seems to be their experience. And there's a lot more shows about the making of a television show the last 10, 15 years than there were before. Whereas when you started off, it was it was part of an era where writers for film and television, the film and television industry were not the whole of their being. I mean, they lived life. They wore different hats and they had different life experiences and they drew on those different life experiences and that's what made them good writers versus the kind of insular uh, experience that tends to encapsulate a lot of television writers. And yes, there are practical reasons why you worked as a tour guide for a while, but to me, that is part of the tapestry of what makes you such a rich writer and a great storyteller. Gee, you know, I never really thought of it that way. I, I do converse um, with a handful of people that are starting out. Though, I mean, there's a lot negative to be said about social media, especially lately, but you're old enough to remember now. I always have this scene of a news broadcaster on a live newscast, and he's with a microphone, and he's reporting something and in the background there's seeing people waving their kids and oh wow i'm on tv now to me facebook and these other uh, social media are a way of waving but you're there you can't be there uh, youtube you can make a youtube so yeah we when i work with these kids 
So many of them have so much of a technical ability and all of this stuff, but there's the ability to dive into it, this huge swimming pool of information and technology. And I think you may have struck upon something. Um, I always worked. I always had a job since the time I was 16 yeah. years old. I didn't really think about television, although I loved it, until I got into college and started writing sketches and stuff like that for my fraternity house and actually did stand-up at fraternity and sorority parties. But that was just when it was starting to open up. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough in those days, my father joined a golf club in the San Fernando Valley and one of the people in that golf club that he played golf with every day was Mort Lockman. For those of you uh, that are listening, uh, Mort Lockman, longtime Bob Hope writer, mm -hmm. head writer, producer of his specials, uh, went to All in the Family, created Give Me a Break, uh, one of the more legendary uh, comedy writers, producers in the business. And I got to sit down with Mort when I was, I think, 21 years old. And uh, giving me background on this and that. Uh, now you can read all of that stuff online, but I think you lose the personal touch of it, I guess. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't venture to say that it's easier or harder today. I don't know. I'm not 23 years old anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to a lot of kids, and I, but... In the long run, you can't really do anything in the business unless you're very lucky, very obsessed, and you have an agent. That's primary. Anybody who's listening to this and, and wants to get into television, television writing, write a spec script and see if you can get an agent. And that's hard enough as it is. Um, just you know, put yourself out there. Ted Bergman is putting himself out there. He's with us via Zoom. Ted's memoir, Confessions of a Rogue TV Comedy Writer, 40 Years of Fame, Fear, and Combat Inside the Writer's Room, is the story of his life and career writing and producing network television for 40 years. We'll talk some more with Ted after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative something new funny astonishing sunset magazine says tales tall tragic and tantalizing 
All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.